Hello, you are listening to Junk Live-ish. It is the week of October 15th, 2021. Netflix has recently acquired the streaming rights to the anime that one of their upcoming series is based off of. One of my favorite games from earlier this year that I got to try the beta out for is finally out and available. A franchise that I'm not particularly fond of. Got the reveal trailer for an upcoming popular game mode. Two Pokemon games are getting released soon on the Nintendo Switch. A bunch of new gameplay has been revealed. Number of TV series started off their season strong. Kicking things off. Netflix has recently acquired the streaming rights to Cowboy Bebop, the original 23 episode anime. that their upcoming live action show that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Starting on October 21st, you can stream the entire series before the live action series premieres the following month. I'll definitely be finally watching the original series. I've only ever really seen a couple of episodes and the movie. As mentioned before, I'm a really big fan of the Cowboy Bebop movie. I'll be checking that out. I'm very excited for the live action TV series. I know a lot of people are excited just about the fact that they're using the same theme song from the anime for the live action series. I like this approach of it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Back for Blood has finally been released. It was released earlier this week on October 12th. It is available on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox Game Pass, Windows 10, Steam, and Epic Games. So basically, throw a stone, and as long as you don't hit your Nintendo Switch or your Neo Geo, you should be good. The game, as we talked about before, features the Ridden, which are this universe's, this story's version of a zombie. A lot of the creators of the critically acclaimed Left 4 Dead franchise were involved in its development, and it shows. The gameplay is familiar. It has all the familiar tones and themes. It's got zombies and, and special infected that do different things that affect the gameplay. You're moving through a campaign in these sort of levels to get to safe rooms. So, you know, it is kind of like a spiritual sequel to those first two Left 4 Dead games, but it does add a cool new mechanic. It is a card mechanic that basically you build a deck of cards and throughout your progress in a campaign, you use those cards to get certain benefits, whether that be more health, faster reload, you get a different weapon, you find ammo more quickly, like things like that. It does add an interesting level of customizability that wasn't there in those first games. Really, it was just whatever weapons you found is what you used to survive. So in this, you really get to explore and set up your character in a way that's going to work for you and figure out how you can work that with your friends and your team. It is four player online co-op. So get through your friends and start killing some ridden. There's there's zombies. We're... These things can call them whatever they want. There's zombies. Call of Duty Vanguard, the most recent release in the Call of Duty franchise. Can't even call it a series at this point. It's its whole 
own franchise. IW and Activision's recent Call of Duty game came out September 10th, 2021, and you're asking yourself, why are we talking about it? Well, we're not necessarily talking about Call of Duty Vanguard itself. We're talking about the reveal trailer that dropped this week for Call of Duty Vanguard Zombies, and I promise that'll be the last time I say the full name of the game. The reveal trailer dropped, and it revealed that one of the new mechanics for Call of Duty Zombies are these new Dark Aether skills, giving both the players and the zombies a certain edge against each other. Seems these special abilities will allow you to have defensive or offensive abilities that help you and your friends survive the onslaught of waves of zombies. I've been recently playing through Call of Duty Infinite Warfare Zombies with a couple of friends, and by playing through I mean just playing the same map over and over again because that game only came with one zombie map you had to buy the dlc to get the rest which is a very iconic call of duty setup whether or not i recommend call of duty is here nor there if you enjoy the call of duty zombie series of game modes i'm sure that this will be a fun new reinvigorating take on the gameplay it is set during world war ii so you are going to be using a lot of those world war ii era weapons Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes are coming to the Nintendo Switch November 19th, 2021. And while that is a bit of ways away and the games were announced quite a while ago, we did get a number of outlets offering up new gameplay footage. Though to say new is a bit of a stretch. The games themselves, unlike many other Pokemon remakes released in recent years on the Nintendo Switch, are staying fairly faithful to the gameplay of the Nintendo DS version, even going so far as to include the touchscreen capabilities of the Nintendo Switch to emulate tools that you would have used on the lower half of the Nintendo DS. If you're looking for a visit to the nostalgic gameplay of Pokemon that you've missed from recent releases, check out Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shiny Pearl coming out this November. A bunch of TV shows premiered this week, a number of which I was very excited for. First things first, Legends of Tomorrow. Whoa, that look like another Wave Rider to you guys? No Wave Rider. We're stuck in 1925. You guys, if we stay here, it could get really bad. We are just a bunch of weirdos with truly random superpowers. Started their seventh season, almost a month after their sixth season had just ended. This season features the legends trapped in time after their Wave Rider time ship has been destroyed by seemingly another Wave Rider. Ooh, exciting. Series features Katie Lotz, Amy Louise Pemberton, Nick Zano, Jess McKaylin. Adam Tashkman, Matt Ryan, Tala Ash, Olivia Swan, as well as others in the ensemble cast, kicking ass in the past and future every week, sometimes. It was a very fun episode if you were excited about this new season. It is available. I highly recommend it. Also on the CW, Batwoman Season 3 has kicked off. So what's next, Batwoman? We find that case of Batman trophies before anyone else does. Curiouser and curiouser. Following up from last year's plot thread of Batman villain trophies being dumped into the Gotham River, this season will feature a number of legacy versions of Batman's famous rogues gallery. While we will be getting some of the classic characters themselves, like Poison Ivy, some of the other villains will be new characters taking on the roles 
of these original villains. Season 3 episode 1 kicks off with the new Mad Hatter, and I for one am very excited about this changeup. We're also introduced to Renee Montoya this episode. Yeah, it's shaping up to be a very good season. I was really excited about the premise of introducing these new versions of the villains. The thing to remember about this Batwoman and the the Arrowverse in general is it's set 20 years after Batman's reign in Gotham as their dark protector. This week also saw the launch of a show I'm very excited for, uh, and more of a return to form, it's Chucky on Sci-Fi in USA. Creator Don Mancini brings back number of series mainstays as well as a large cast of new characters dealing with the titular demonic doll. The 10 episode series started this week and stars Zachary Arthur as Jake Wheeler, Brad Dourif as Chucky, Alex Vincent as Andy Barkley, Christina Elise as Kyle, Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany Valentine, as well as Fiona Dorif as Nika Pierce. The series follows up from the events of the less than entertaining Cult of Chucky, which we spoke about a couple weeks ago, and is set in Hackensack, New Jersey, where a young teenager finds Chucky at a yard sale, and chaos ensues. First episode was a lot of fun, very familiar to that kind of Child's Play 2, Child's Play 1 storytelling, and the fact that Chucky is prevalent for most of the episode and not just kind of there as doll form, as many were feared he would be on a television budget. It's unclear if that will remain consistent throughout the rest of the season, but this first episode was a great way to kick off the series. I'm very excited from all the interviews. It sounds like they're planning a potential season two if that gets greenlit. We'll see how the series goes. I would like to see another Child's Play movie if they do go the route of continuing this franchise. I did have some other movies that I wanted to talk about for recently watched, but I kind of am going to hold them off until Saturday for a special bonus episode focused on Halloween and more particularly Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills 2021. The new movie hits theaters this weekend. I'll be going on Friday to check it out. And we rewatched Halloween 1 and Halloween Not 1 this week to get ready to watch it. I have thoughts about the series as a whole, uh, and instead of doing a spoiler chat here, I'm going to do a bonus episode that will come out this weekend. So stay tuned for that. I did also recently start replaying the Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles uh, video game. which was originally released on the Wii. It is now available on PlayStation Now as part of their PS3 re-releases on the system. The Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles and Resident Evil Darkside Chronicles, which came out in 2007 and 2009 respectively, were on-the-rail shooters that took you through the storylines of Resident Evil 0, 1, 2, 3, Code Veronica, as well as a number of original short sections that filled in the gaps for certain characters and parts of the timeline that hadn't been filled in yet. These were released right before Resident Evil 5 came out and offered a way for players to get caught up with the series, as well as Resident Evil 4 being available on the Wii itself. 
With Resident Evil 4 coming out on the Oculus Quest, I've been wanting to replay the games, but full-time job and not really a lot of energy to replay all of those games. This offers a quick, fun way to do that. So if you are looking forward to the new movie or you're looking forward to Resident Evil 4 on the Oculus Quest and you want to replay those stories, or if you want to familiarize yourself with the stories, while there are some variations from the original games, they are available on PS Now for $10, and that is playable on a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5, and allows you to play through those storylines as most of the main characters. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. You can follow me at Junk Lobster on Instagram and Twitter. On the weekends, I'll share news that pops up over the weekend that I won't be talking about on the following week's episode. You can also check me out with my duo partner, Bob, as part of the Butch and the Bye. We'll be doing a set for Dueling Duos at Steel City Improv Theater in Pittsburgh, PA on Friday the 22nd. We're very excited. It's our first in-person, indoor improv show since 2019. You know, before the thing. We're very thrilled and very excited. And yeah, we're just excited. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area and you want to see us do live improv, go check us out at Steel City Improv Theater Fridays, October 22nd. And stay tuned this weekend for my special Halloween, Halloween episode thing. You know the thing. I know what I'm doing, guys. 